and hello to you. It's the BD Freeman Program. Oh, oh. Tonight on the show, we have musician extraordinaire making his pre premier appearance on television on this show, on this show, Mr. Harrison Flynn of the Harrison Flynn Band. Yes, sir. It's going to be a great show tonight. Go to the bathroom, get yourself a snack, come to sit back down. We'll have a good time. Commercials, and we'll see you in a second. All right. Freeman show. Welcome back. Uh, you guys know I have been talking this man up. I've been talking this man up for a while now. Um, I went to go see his shows and I've heard his music and it blew me away. And it was all I wanted to do was like get this cat on my show, especially when he told me, hey, yeah, I'll help you learn guitar too and everything. I mean, somebody of his credits and everything doesn't have to do something like that. Doesn't have to take take on a peon like me and teach me guitar, but he did. He did it anyway, even though he's got shows and he's got tons of babes and fans following him around everywhere. And he still he still took the time to he still took the time to uh to, to teach me a few things. Um, I don't know, many of you already know him. And if you don't, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Harrison Flynn. Now, Harrison. Harrison's a man of few words. He's, uh, I got to ask the right questions or I may not, I'll just get a one or two word answer. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start off with this. What made you want to play guitar in the first place to become as amazing as you are? That's a very uh, deep question. I, uh, I would say that we all have like this uh, thing when the it just all makes sense. Something in you just uh, you you feel this emotion for the first time. For me, it was uh, watching the Beatles, a Hard Day's Night movie, and seeing the excitement that went on with that band. You know, they're on stage, and then they're they're on a, hopping on a train. They're running away from screaming girls, and they're uh, um, just having like lots of fun and to me that seemed like yeah that's the kind of life I'd, I'd want to have you know and uh, that shortly after that I, I got a guitar and um, who gave you your first guitar uh, my parents got me a rental guitar when I was 12 years old a, re a rental guitar rental guitar right on I took a that's right took yep. lessons for a, um, about a month with that then I got my own guitar you know, nice. I, I just would never put the thing down, you know, so. What's that? My first guitar, it was a uh, black Ibanez acoustic. Yeah. Yeah, I still have that guitar, actually. Yeah. So that was it for me. Uh, after the Beatles, it, that led to, uh, I mean, 
the whole rock and roll from that era, you know, the Rolling Stones, and then, you know, or the 70s, you know, Led Zeppelin, all those rock and roll bands. But for me, the, the time I really got serious about it was when I found the blues. And listening to rock and roll led me back to discovering the blues, because we all know the blues, uh, that's where rock and roll comes from. So when I, when I heard Robert Johnson, Muddy Waters, B.B. King, I was like, okay, this is, this is the real shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if uh, I no, it's swear okay. on <laughs> No, it's all right. That's all right. But that was when I was like, okay, this is, uh, you know, these people are coming from somewhere very deep. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and how, how old were you when, when this is all happened? Like, uh, when I, the blues, I was like 15 when I, that really kind of took hold of me. And I was hooked. Who was your first? Who was your first favorite blues man? Well, first blues uh, Eric Clapton was like the guy that led me in the blues, I think. Um, but the first guy that really like kind of shook my bones was like Robert Johnson, I think. Yeah. The Crossroads, right? Crossroads, yeah. Yeah. Those old recordings and. Can you tell the story of the Crossroads? Of Robert Johnson. Of Robert Johnson, because have you guys? Do you, have you ever heard of Robert Johnson? Nobody. <laughs> you want to give him the story of Robert Johnson? Yeah, well, uh, the story goes that Robert Johnson, uh, that he was, you know, not a, a very accomplished musician, and he uh, went to the crossroads at midnight, and he met the devil there, and supposedly sold his soul to the devil. I don't believe that's true. Uh, I don't, I don't believe it's true either. It makes Robert a good Johnson story. has the voice of an angel, haunted yeah. by demons, but it's angels. Yeah. So, can you explain to the audience the uh, Robert Johnson story? I know a lot of people have heard it, but, but uh, rather heard something of it, but don't really know it. Yeah, well, the story goes, um, Robert Johnson, you know, he was not a very accomplished guitar player at all. And uh, he, uh, at midnight, he goes down to the crossroads and he meets uh, uh, the, the devil himself there. And uh, the devil tuned his guitar, played him a song, handed back the guitar, and uh, the deal was sealed. Um, that's, that's the urban legend, you know, but uh, I personally don't believe that because uh, Robert Johnson had the voice and the playing of a broken angel from heaven. Broken you know? angel. Wow. Angel haunted by demons, you know. I think that's something. I think we're all angels haunted, by, haunted demons. by demons, you know. Yeah. And that's that's. I think that's where all good art comes from, you know. We're all, you know, great people at heart. We all have our our demons, you know. And those demons are what sometimes that makes the magic happen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I okay. Think yeah. Yeah. We, we can all relate to that. You know, you know? I never, I, ne- I never heard it explained like that before. That's a good explanation. Yeah, my yeah. mentor. Uh, that's something he kind of touched on. When, uh, this guy Jim Carumpus, who I, uh, I, uh, he was a guy that I grew up in this little town called Martinez, and he, this guy Jim used to play in my hometown, um, lived in Martinez, and he played with. He was Johnny Hooker's guitarist in the '70s. And he would call me up on stage and teach me all these uh, old blues songs, you know. And yeah. he would talk about Robert Johnson and how, like, uh, yeah, he, he has the voice of an angel. And that kind of stuck with me. So I always try to 
spread the gospel of the yeah. gym, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. So now, we talked before that uh, another person who had a really big uh, impact on you was uh, Lindsey Buckingham. Lindsey is Because when we're together, we talk a lot about uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Like a lot of our discussions oh, yeah. about Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Because we, we're Fleetwood Mac nuts. We love Stevie Nicks. We love... Oh, <laughs> he's trying to do something here. Wait, let me explain. Let me explain something. He's trying to pull something here because he knows that I am absolutely in love with Stevie Nicks. And I really, really, really want to have her on the show. So I guess he was trying to be like, oh, here's my chance to help BD out. <laughs> so, you know, I just want to say, and I mean this from the heart, Stevie, please come do my show. Please, please come do my show. Uh, I won't try to hold your hand or sit outside your dressing room asking you tons of questions. I will, I will sit here and not do anything. No, oh man, I'm just totally in love with her. Uh, and the way they play together is a, a, such a rare thing to be, the, 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 chem, the chemistry oh, yeah. between Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks is, is just palpable. Yeah, you watch those old live performances and they're doing the chain and when they're looking at each other, you can feel the... It's all know, still there. It's there. Even yeah. like, you know, 40 years later when they're still performing together, um, something's, you know, something's still there. Something's still it's, there. You know, that's... And it just comes out in the music whether you want it to or not. There yep, it is. when they're on stage, they're, you know, those 20... Four-year-olds again, you know. That yeah, we're madly in love and madly uh, other things too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anger, <laughs> a lot of anger. <laughs> My audience is very vengeful. They're a vengeful audience as well as a loving audience. <laughs> so tell me, like, was there a time when you finally knew you were good? Did you, did you know it yourself, or did people have to come and tell you? Um, well, I think as an artist, like, we feel like we're constantly like, trying to improve, trying to get better. Um, honestly, I feel like I'm, I, I'm one of those people, I'm, I'm never quite 100% satisfied. I'm like, okay... This was good, you know, but I, just, I, I could do better. This, like, what else can I do? What else can I do to improve? Um, but, yeah, there was a point when, you know, um, after I had been playing for a couple years on stage, like, I had a, high sc- I had a band in high school. We were playing all the time, and uh, I was, like, sitting in with other bands, just sitting in with all these older blues guys. And when I was, like, in my early 20s, I had gotten to the point where I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm comfortable on stage, you know, like I, um, and that's through years of just, you know, like, you know, jumping up on stage with somebody and they're throwing me a song that I've never heard before. And uh, that's what really makes you, uh, you know, makes you better, you know, playing with people that are better much better you. and more yeah. experienced than you. And that's why I doing, play with you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's like playing with God. It's like, there's, uh, you know, I'm terrible. And he's like, 
just man, I can't wait till I can play like that. I'd say a couple years ago, uh, that's when I feel like I really, you know, you you find something, you find like, okay, this is my sound. And it wasn't until a couple years ago I was like, okay, like I think I have something that is close to what I identify with, you know. And um, I get that. So I think that was, I mean, coming out of like the whole pandemic gave me a lot of time to kind of sit down with myself and uh, really, really work at it, you know, really, uh, and write a lot. And I know that every time I called you up, like, you were constantly training. Yeah. I called yeah. you and said, hey, you want to get some? Yeah, yeah, I can get something. I was like, well, what are you doing right now? Well, I was just uh, just training, just doing some things. I'm like, dang. I'd hang up the phone going, man, like, I, I thought I worked a lot. Like, this cat works nine to nine you know just around the clock and speaking of that we're going to take a quick break because we're going to hear some of uh so you gonna will, will, will you play for us absolutely i'd love to yeah when we come back music from harrison flynn get ready get ready Thank you. 
my gosh. I, you know what, I, I, I missed my time to come up on the stage because I was so into the music. <laughs> I missed the time. But listen, we, uh, we got to go to commercial, but will you come back and play another one for us right now when we come back? Yes, we'll come back. More Harrison Flint. Don't you go anywhere. Don't you go. beautiful that we can't let him go with just one song <laughs> so we talked him into doing one more at least and uh harrison flynn is going to be a major name i'm going to tell you that right now you heard it here first uh he's doing another song now this is called wonderland avenue <laughs> song I wrote uh, up in the uh, Hollywood Hills, a place called Laurel Canyon. I a couple nights up there and I, uh, the song kind of just came out and I was trying to tap into the energy of that place and all those great musicians that, and artists that came out of that canyon, you know, so the song's called Wonderland Avenue. Oh, 
flowers in the grass, moonlit nights, and candlelight. Far from the smoggy air, I know we ain't going no. Songs are everywhere. Shadows on the bottom of the stairs. Ladies in the canyon softly speak. Lost in the garden, calm
you're gonna you're gonna let me play along. <laughs> so the, he tried to beat me off with it. Well, that sounded weird. He tried to beat me away with his with his guitar. <laughs> uh, that was weird. Uh, so uh, so we're gonna do a song uh, uh, from the Eagles. Uh, and of course, we don't own any of this stuff. We're just playing it for fun. Uh, uh, no copyrights or anything like that. And uh, the song is called Doolin Dalton. Doolin Dalton from the Eagles. So here we go. They weren't dueling, dueling dolphins, high or low, it was the same, easy money, and faithless women, red eye whiskey. God's will. Two brothers lying dead in Coffeeville. Two voices called to you from where they stood. Lay down your law books now, they're no damn good. Better keep on moving. Till your shadow sets you free, and if you're mad, and if you're lucky, you will never see that hanging tree. Now the town's set out across in dust. Like graveyards filled with tombstones waiting for the man. And a man can use his back or use his brain. But some just went stir crazy, Lord, cause nothing ever changed till Bill Dolan met Bill Dolan. He was working cheap, just biding time. And when he left, he said, I'm going. So he left that peaceful life behind.
come back and play again first? Absolutely. Oh, nice. Well, everybody, good night to you. This has been the BD Freeman Show. We love you, and remember, you're only in an interracial relationship if you are sleeping with a chicken or a horse. All right, <laughs> everybody, good night. We love you. Good night for the BD Freeman Show. Night, night. <laughs> Now we turn in the closet.